girls, Christy Shute here, and you're listening to another episode of the Rooted Girls Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and we have back with us today our Rooted Leader, Sterling Ray. Welcome back. Hey, guys. I'm so stoked to do this. Round two. Woohoo! Yes, we're back on episode three. Me and Sterling will be leading you guys through this episode, and we have a very exciting topic to talk about today. But before we get into that, Sterling, what's been new since we just talked to you on episode two? Oh, man. In my life, personally? Yes. Anything you want to oh, share? Oh, man. Well, as I mentioned, I think the last uh, podcast that I did, um, I'm a youth pastor, so we're hitting summer, which means a lot of wild games and sweat and events. Oh, and fun it stuff. it is fun and it's wild, so I'm kind of gearing up for that. Um but other than that, not much going on. It's a lot of craziness. <laughs> yeah, a lot of craziness. <laughs> yeah. You're entering into the crazy yeah. summer. Me, I actually had a birthday. Oh I turned gosh, the yeah, big 26, right. and I spent it in Disney World with Mickey. I was going to say, you've got to talk Minnie. about this. Yes. Um, I think I'm the only person that was in their 20s that was standing in the lines <laughs> to meet the characters. <laughs> and I was laughing at myself because I was like, I'm probably the only 20-something that cares equally as much to meet the characters as they do about riding the rides. <laughs> And a couple of my girlfriends that I was with, I'd be like, guys, Pluto's over there. Like, can we go meet him? And they'd be like, uh, they were great friends. Listen. And they, they stood in line with me. But um, yeah, it was a little embarrassing, but no shame, you know, No shame. making the Probably, most out of my Disney yeah. experience and kind of trying to relive my childhood. I'm getting older. So doing something that made me feel younger. <laughs> I love it. So that was a ton of fun. But thank you girls so much for listening to episode three of the Rooted Girls podcast. Me and Sterling are both super excited about this episode because we are starting to kick off our relationship series. Woohoo! So for the next five episodes on the Rooted podcast, we're going to be talking about different aspects and different seasons of relationships. So dating and then what happens when you're in dating and you're in a relationship and then we'll talk a little bit about singleness and things like that so you're not going to want to miss these next yeah. five episodes of the Ruta Girls podcast as we tackle this topic that everybody wants to know about about dating and relationships yeah. and things like that so thanks for listening today we're going to be tackling the topic of dating and we called this episode dating 101 because Sterling and I are really going to be talking about the basics kind of of dating. And um, we're going to be answering a couple questions that our rooted girls have asked previously at conferences or through messages on dating. And we know this is a hot topic and you guys have tons of thoughts and questions. So we're going to do our very best to answer your questions, the things you have asked, and we're going to do our very best to talk about our life experiences and things we've learned. um, And also what the Bible says is true. So let's just jump on in. We don't want to waste any more time because we have, Sterling and I were talking before this and we have so much we could say about this topic. So the questions we're going to be answering um, that you guys have asked before is, is it bad to date someone who's not a Christian? And then another question is how old you should be to date? And then is it bad to have a dating relationship while I'm young? So we call it Dating 101 because we're just kind of going to be talking about things you should know as you're beginning to date. And you're beginning to dive into this dating world. <laughs> it's a scary world. <laughs> no, not really. But um, there are a lot of questions and a lot of things yes, you should true. know and that we should talk about. So, all right. Well, I just, I let's kick it off here, Sterling. I just kind of want to say um, the Bible sadly doesn't say a lot about dating. 
<laughs> Unfortunately. I don't think that word is mentioned date or dating one time <laughs> throughout yeah, the whole book. It's true. But um, it does talk a lot about men and a lot about women and a lot about character mm-hmm. and how we should treat each other. So if we read those verses and those passages, I think we can get a good idea of how dating should look and how we should treat guys. So maybe it doesn't say a lot about dating. Like you have to be 16 before you go on <laughs> your Don't first we wish date. There was like that list. <laughs> More of an instruction of. Manual, yeah, manual would be nice. Yeah. Sadly, it doesn't give us that or it doesn't say, make sure he has this, that, and, you know, make sure he's 6'2". And <laughs> yeah, exactly. it doesn't say things like that. But it does tell us a lot about character and things to look for like that. So that's what we should be paying attention to as mm-hmm. we dive into this world of dating. I think that's so good. And, you know, I was thinking um, one thing that, you know, is a reason why there's not a lot of talk about dating in the Bible is culturally there there really wasn't dating. It was uh-huh, like, right. hey, it was like arranged marriages. That's kind of what they did. And God definitely could use that at that time. But one thing we do know about the, the Word of God is that God um, – really, really values marriage. Yes. And it's so, that is talked about so much in God's word. So I love it because if dating is the precursor to marriage, mm-hmm. then we know that God values dating too because yes. he values marriage. And so God, I really do think there is there is some guidelines there and there is a way to date that honors God and that yes. is like, Definitely. A good experience and a healthy experience. So I love and it. And then as their question about age, like how old should you be to date? I don't really think there is an age, like I joked I earlier about 16, like maybe your parents will set that age. Mm-hmm. Like we want you to be 16 before you go on a date or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't really think there is an age though, but I think there are signs um, just within yourself and with life if if you're ready I agree. to date. You I know, agree. if you're emotionally ready, spiritually ready. And I think if you're intentional and just careful and wise about dating, I don't think there really is a certain age that you you can start. I mean, make sure your your parents are okay mm-hmm. with it and things like that. Um, but I think as long as you're intentional about your selection and intentional about why you're doing it and things, I don't think there's like a limit or an age number you have to be at before you can start diving into dating. I agree. It makes me think of that verse in Ecclesiastes 3.1. There's a time for everything. Yes. A time for every season under heaven or every event under heaven. And um, I know sometimes we don't think about that in regards to dating, but I really do think yes. that God God knows how to let us know when it's the right time, but he mm-hmm. also knows how to let us know when it's the wrong Not, time. Yes, and exactly. for me in my life personally, he's always used parents, yes. authority figures that are wise, wiser than me. Um, and then friends that were trusted, like mm-hmm. strong, strong Christian girls that um, knew what, you know, what values I had in my life and right. stuff like that. And then sometimes you just pray and you just get a feeling. Of, I was going to say, or sometimes God or yes, directs yeah. you and says like, no, this isn't right. Or you shouldn't be mm-hmm. going to this. Just like we talked about in the very first episode of the Rooted Girls podcast, hearing the voice of God. Sometimes he'll give you a feeling where you just, an impression is what we call it, where you're just like, no, I'm not supposed to start getting into this. So you just need to be intentional about who, and then listening to the voice of God, listening to the voice of other people in your life. And I just want to kind of kick us off with saying this. If you are like, okay, I want to start dating because a lot of your friends are dating, or you feel like you're the only one at your mm-hmm. high school or your school mm-hmm. that's single. Um, first of all, I've, I've been there. Like I, I said before, you know, I, um, haven't really ever been in a serious relationship because I have been very intentional about who and when 
and things like that. But if you want to get into the world of dating because it seems like what everybody else is doing or it seems like the cool thing at the time or you feel left out because you feel like you're the only one that's not doing it, I don't think you're ready to start dating. Like that's not a good good. reason to want to jump into the dating world and things because there's probably a lot more God wants to work out in you and teach you and do in your life before you hop into dating. And it's not something to do just because everybody else is doing it. That's so true. I agree. I think if you're doing it because you feel left out, then really the foundation of your dating relationship is going to be built on loneliness or on um, you know, that fear of missing mm-hmm. out instead of being built on trust in God. Yes. And God always wants to build everything in our lives on his word, you know, trusting mm-hmm. him. And I'll, I'll be honest and say there have been many seasons of my life where I've desired to be in a certain relationship or start oh, yeah, dating someone. But God said, girl, check your motives. Yes. You know what I mean? Is it really about the fact that you think that there is a Um, a real potential with this person and you are in a healthy place Mm -hmm. or is it that you, you know, you want to post some pictures on Instagram and look good or look look like you're keeping up with everybody else. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I think that when it's right, um, it's so awesome. But whenever you press pause in that, God can do some amazing things in your heart so that when that does come, you're building on a foundation of knowing who you are in God, Mm -hmm. trusting him, Um, and you're not doing it to fulfill something that only he can fulfill. So good, Sterling. And that brings me to my next point. Um, If you're wanting to jump into dating and getting a boyfriend and things because you're looking, you feel empty inside, or you're looking for your better half, or you're looking for somebody to complete you, newsflash, you're also not ready to start (laughs) dating because there is no guy in the world, not even your husband, that is going to complete you. The only being, the only thing that can make you make you feel complete and make you feel whole is God. You know, all humans were created with a void where we do need something else to fill that void. And sometimes people feel it with, fill it with um, money or the things they do or a relationship, another person. But at the end of the day, God is who we should be finding our identity in. He's the only one who can make us feel whole. Our relationship with him, he's the only one who can make us feel complete. So we need to be pursuing him and finding ourselves fully in him Mm -hmm. and knowing who we are in him before we're ready to date. Because if you're like, okay, I'm feeling good about life. As soon as I meet my significant other, as soon as I start dating, like check mark, it's Mm -hmm. my life's going to be complete and everything's going to be awesome. And I'm going to feel like a whole person. Sorry (laughs) to let you know, but that's not true. You'll never, no person, I don't care how awesome they are, is ever going to complete you or totally fulfill all your needs and all your desires. Only God can do that. And that's why Rooted is all about finding who you are in Christ. Because before you're ready to find that significant person, your significant other, the person you're going to spend your life with, you need to find yourself in the Lord and know who you are in the Lord. Because that's one thing that will never change despite circumstances, despite who comes in your life and who comes out of your life, who you are in Christ and your relationship with him is the one thing that remains through Ooh, it all. Preach. I, think, I could go on that forever. <laughs> like, I think we could end the podcast yeah, right there. Like That's so good. But it reminded me of something I, I say to our youth a lot, which is the purpose of your life is greater than the purpose of your relationships. Yes. Um, and relationships are an important part of life, um, both oh, dating sure. relationships and friendships, our friendships and people, all that. Yes. Yeah, God delights in relationships, and we are certainly created with the desire for intimacy and connection. But – a lot of times, yeah, we make that our God. Yeah. We make the God-given desire 
the God of our life instead of the God who gave us the desire. Yes, that's so good. And I love that too because I'm like you, Christy. I'm single. I'm running after the purposes of Mm -hmm. God in my life. I'm doing the things he's called me to do. But if I had put the desires to be in a relationship over that, Mm -hmm. it would actually keep me from doing the things that God's called me to do. And honestly, that's that's really the goal of life. That's why we're put out, on this earth. Yeah, yeah, to live out the purpose that he's created us for. Um, sometimes that involves being in a relationship yeah. along the way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, you know, it doesn't. And yes. so I, I love that when we keep the main thing, the main thing, yes. it puts everything in perspective. So that's so, so good. good. Cool. Well, the next, uh, I think the next point that we were kind of looking at covering is, um, you know, we talked about, again, like the right reason to get right. into a relationship. Um, but another point that's really important is having the right people around you. I totally if agree. You, if you've said, okay, I got the right motives. Um, I think I'm in the season where I'm ready. Now, what does it mean to have the right people around me um, to make this a healthy experience? And um, I know a lot of us, you know, we might feel like, yeah, like I've got good friends around me and and stuff, supportive people around me. Um, But I'll just say, I think that the health of a dating relationship really largely depends on the health of your community that you have. If you're isolated, Mm -hmm. if it's just you and this dude hanging out and making all your decisions privately, oh, yeah. you don't have anyone speaking into that, it's probably not going to end yeah. great. Um, but but the cool thing is, is that when we have healthy community, it's like a healthy safeguard that really helps build our relationship mm-hmm. in the right way. Um, and so I'd say the two, the two healthiest types of people you need to have around you are, one, healthy peers that are going to yes, sharpen you, sure. push you towards the Lord, and also healthy um, authority. Obviously, you know, your parents, if they're believers, um, mm-hmm. God's placed them in your life and you can, you can trust their wisdom. But even if you don't have parents that know God or that, you know, are, have the same values as you, um, man, seek after that healthy spiritual authority, yes. because I've had some people that are, were God placed in my life that have helped me and uh-huh. saved me from oh, making for some sure. really dumb decisions. I always joke that like whenever I'm really considering someone and thinking like, okay, I'm going to get into a relationship with him. He's going to have to go through a series of interviews, <laughs> maybe not yes. official interviews, but he needs to get to know the people that are in my life that know me, whether that's close friends, leaders, mentors, my pastor, things like that, who know me so they can look at him and be like, oh, Christy, <laughs> you're blinded by something because <laughs> what he thinks and what you think are not lining up. And But no, it's so important, especially your friendships, you guys. And that's one of the things, if I could just really nail a point home to younger girls and do this podcast, is just to surround yourselves with life-giving, strong Christian friendships, because they can save you too from making some big mistakes, especially when it comes to dating. You know, your parents, your mentors, your pastor, they're not at school with Mm -hmm. you. Your friends are, so chances are they're going to know the guy you're looking to date. Mm-hmm. A lot better than mentors and the leaders in your life. And if you surround yourself with good friends and they see you starting to get into a relationship or talking or whatever with a guy that's not the best and they know his reputation around school and they're just like, oh my goodness, that is not going to bring you up and closer towards Christ. That's only going to bring you down and farther away. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to surround yourself with friends that can look out for you like that. And um, that will kind of just be your accountability partners and say, like, hey, like, I like that guy. He's got a good reputation. He loves the Lord. He treats people well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's okay that you're talking to him and you're starting to enter into a relationship with him or friends that will watch your back and say the opposite. Like, man, 
everyone thinks he's a jerk or the way he, t- <laughs> the way he talks about yeah. people, he talks about girls in kind of a perverted way or that they'll, they'll watch mm-hmm. your back. So it's so important to be surrounding yourselves with good, the right community and the it's right true. people. It's true. It's true. And I think also another good filter for how do you know if your friends are the right kind of friends that are going to help you is are they giving you their opinions or are they pointing you towards God's opinion? Yes. Um, you know, I think obviously we want to trust our friends' opinions, but at the end of the day, I trust Christ in mm-hmm. my friends even more than I trust their opinions. So if they are saying things that are um, aligning with the word of God, like, mm-hmm. hey, this guy's great, but I don't really see the fruit of the spirit in his life. Yeah. Or, hey, this guy's great, but he doesn't really have um, the same values you do that are biblical values mm-hmm. or whatever it is. That tells me, man, my friends care more about again, God's purpose in my life than just giving me their opinion. Because yeah. sometimes people's opinions can be a little skewed. But oh, if, for sure. But if you know that, yeah, the friends in your life, um, you know, they're giving you truth, the truth of God's word, and maybe what you need to hear, not always what you want to hear, uh-huh. um, that's a great safeguard. You know, if, for you, sure. if you surround yourself with friends that just tell you what you want to hear, oh my gosh, like he's so cute. You guys yeah. need to be a couple. Like I've seen a Did lot of- Did you see of, his muscles? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like I've seen like on Instagram, like some young people, um, you know, if if a girl posts a picture uh, with like a cool guy friend or if a guy posts a picture with like a cute girl that he's friends with, people will just comment like date. That's it. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, yeah, you're cute. Date, date them. He has brown um, hair and you have brown hair. Like, date. Oh, my gosh. It <laughs> perfect is so match. perfect. And I get it. Like, sometimes we're just joking around. But truly, sometimes I'm like, man, um, if if your friend's standards for who you date are that low, uh-huh. that, like, literally it's just someone that's attractive, you might want to, like, maybe think about um, approaching, you know, yes. your friendships in a little bit of a different way. Make sure they have the same standards as you if they're giving you their opinion or if you're really going to receive So good. And I love that you brought up standards because that's a point that I want to kind of hit on. Um, what do we even mean by standards? It's like standards, you need to set your standards or what you want, your expectations for the person you're going to date and the character they're going to have um, before you get into the relationship. So before you even start dating someone, you need to know what you want or what you're looking for or the type of godly person the character a godly man should have. And that's what I was kind of saying in the beginning. The Bible doesn't say a lot of step one in dating, step two, step three, or this is how you should go on mm-hmm. dates. It doesn't say anything like that, but it does say a lot about a, the character of a godly man. And that is who you, sh- that type of character is who you should be looking so to date. So, so you know, Sterling, I'm sure you've heard this or maybe done this too, but a lot of times girls will talk, or guys maybe too, <laughs> but girls will talk about making a list, like a list <laughs> of qualities they want to have. And I, I kind of have a little bit of mixed reviews <laughs> in my own mind on a list because sometimes girls can get so specific, like has to have skateboarder hair. <laughs> Must um, (laughs) sing, must play the guitar and the drums, you Uh know, and it's kind of like, okay, seriously, (laughs) you're getting a little too specific. But sometimes I think it is for girls, especially when you're young in middle school or high school, to make a list not as specific as like playing the drums or must play basketball and be a point guard, (laughs) (laughs) but um, to just write out some qualities that they admire and that are biblical, you know, godly qualities, and just to say, I'm not going to settle, and I'm not going to date somebody unless they are somebody who loves the Lord with their heart, mind, soul, strength, mm. who puts God before 
everything else in his life, someone who gets into the word daily, someone mm-hmm. who treats others with kindness and the love of God. Think, mm. Things like that, I think, are good to write down when you are younger, you're in middle school, high school, starting to think about dating. Just because, for me, I did that when I was in middle school. And it just kept me, if I wrote it down, I'm still like this today, if I write something down, I'm going to do it or I'm going to stick to it. It's kind of like set in stone. It did keep me away from people that maybe didn't have the godly character or the qualities that I was looking for um, because I knew like, well, I want a guy who loves Jesus more than he loves me or more than he loves anything else in his life. So if I was kind of crushing on someone in high school or middle school or thinking about somebody, I I would think, but does he really have that? Uh, Mm -hmm. No, I don't think he does. You know, so I think it is helpful to write down some qualities and things you want, especially when you're younger and starting to think about dating and don't settle for anything less Mm -hmm. than those qualities of a godly man. I love that. One good point, I think, along with that is if you have some qualities that you know are important to you, you need to also ask yourself, how do I know what to look for? to determine whether someone has those qualities. And what mm-hmm. what I mean by that is it's easy for someone to put on a show these days. Oh, yeah. It's easy for someone to post a scripture verse in their bio but on Instagram, but they live their life a completely different way. Yes. And I've seen a lot of young girls that have been hurt by guys who say all the right things. They may even come to church mm-hmm. and do the right stuff when they're around, you know, the right people. Um, but how do I know that they really – are who they say they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scripturally, we know that there's two things that reveal what's inside of someone, and that's time and fruit. Mm, that's um, good. So fruit of the Spirit, right? When we, when we think about the fruit of the Spirit, that's really just the character of Christ mm-hmm. in someone's life. But in the natural, how do you know what type of fruit is there? Well, it's, it grows, right? Like, yeah. So if I look at two seeds that are from two different types of fruit, I really won't know what type of fruit it is until I plant it. And over time I see as it starts to grow, oh, that's an apple. Oh, yeah. that's an orange. And so it's the same with people. If you are observing them over time um, and just seeing how they live their life in different settings, mm-hmm. even it will become very clear what they value and if they have the character of Christ. And so I just say all that to say, hey, girls, like, it's great to have standards, but also make sure that the way that you determine if someone is living Uh their life right, make sure Instagram is not your only thing that you're, you know, judging their character from. Make Mm -hmm. sure you're looking at their friendships. Yes. Do your homework. Do your homework. Exactly. (laughs) I had a youth pastor when I was in high school that said, like, I don't think it's bad to Facebook stalk because you really, (laughs) and I was like, sweet, he's giving me the green light to Facebook stalk. (laughs) But you really do see how people comment on people's things, the things they post. Are they uplifting? Are they negative? But also ask around. Like if you're interested in somebody, ask people that know him or ask teachers or ask somebody like, what is what is he like in this type of setting? I don't think it's bad at all to do some digging and to do your homework because you need to know the full picture or as much as you can know before you do it's get so into good. a relationship. Side note, look uh, in the word Galatians 5 lists the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Um, look at that list of things and ask yourself, how many of those qualities do I see coming out of that person's mm-hmm. life? The fruit of the spirit, some of you guys have heard love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, that whole list. Um, Galatians 5, it'll help you out. Yeah. Ask, is he kind? Is he patient? Oh, I yeah. just saw him blow up at that little girl yesterday. <laughs> Probably not so patient. No, Yeah. I'm just kidding. But that's good. And I think another thing too, is we're thinking about like, 
who to date and things. I think just before you even get into a relationship, look for somebody that you that is a man of character, as we just talked about. But also look for someone that you have chemistry with. I mean, I think a lot of you are probably listening and being like, well, there's a lot of guys I know that love the Lord, but I have like no connection with them, or I don't even desire to be around them. Look for someone that has that godly character, that lives a lifestyle above reproach, but also look for someone that you have chemistry with and that you genuinely enjoy being around. You know, I think a lot of times girls um, really want someone who's hot. (laughs) You know, like, he is fine. You know, like, I'm I'm attracted to him, which, yeah, we, we all like a guy that looks good. But at the end of the day, like, can you talk can you carry on a conversation with him for a really long time? Do you genuinely enjoy spending time with him and being in his presence? Ask yourself things like that because looks come and go, you know, once you're married too, you know, you get older and things, but somebody that you have chemistry with that you just genuinely enjoy being around and someone who has just such solid, amazing character, those things, chemistry and character don't change very often in looks do. So look for somebody that has great character, godly character, and that you have chemistry with and that you love being around. That's so true. I'll say this too. Um, if the only way that you're developing your friendship is over text, um, that, you know, that can be an okay starting place. But I always say this, texting is a great way to communicate with someone you know, but not to build trust with someone that you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I love that point because it's like, yeah, you're if you're going to be dating this person and maybe eventually mar- marrying them, yeah. you want to know, like, do I enjoy being around them and talking to them for like 100 years, you know? And sometimes texting um, nowadays can be a way that it's easy to start building a relationship, but sometimes it's not always like the fullest way to experience or you're together and you're like i i can't even talk to him like we have nothing to talk about but we'll text but we really yeah, we don't text all day but then when we get in person we it's awkward and we can't talk um that's probably a little bit of a red flag yeah i have a little <laughs> story about that when i was in seventh grade you know i had my first relationship it was really serious no <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> so but you yeah. know how you have in middle school those boyfriends which is hilarious because we didn't even hug, yeah, <laughs> you but know. It was so but it was so passionate serious. and very, <laughs> very heated. Yeah, we didn't even hug. We actually hardly talked. But we would. This is before texting, you guys. I'm making myself sound You're really old. old. Yes, but we didn't. When I was in seventh grade, no one really had a phone, and texting wasn't a thing. But we could pass notes. So all we did was oh, like baby. pass notes to each other in class. <laughs> but then in person, we would never talk. <laughs> It was awesome. So don't do what I did. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. But okay, Sterling. So we talked about um, who, when we're going to date, surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about kind of timing that there isn't necessarily an age limit, but just make sure you know who you are in Christ Mm -hmm. and you are fully pursuing the things of God and pursuing your purpose. Anything else the girls should be looking for as they're trying to dive into this world of dating? Mm. Well, I will just say, um, I know I didn't talk about this a ton, but uh, in my life, I, you know, I'm kind of similar to you, Christy, um, always known kind of like that God had a bigger purpose for my life than, you know, than just dating around or mm-hmm. just living to be happy. Like I knew he wanted me to to serve him and everything. So dating was always number, you know, like number two or even three or four on yeah, the list of too. importance. But um, like in high school, uh, I remember God, you know, spoke to me actually right before high school in eighth grade, he spoke to me and he, he asked me like, will you give me your high school years? And will you, will you not date? Um, and I didn't have a huge desire to date in eighth grade, but I was like, yeah, God, um, you know, I'll do that. And then it got harder as I went uh-huh. on, but that time was so valuable because it really taught me, um, okay, like, what do I want? You know, mm-hmm. what is this about? 
um, you know, is it about dating just for fun or is there a deeper purpose? And so then when I got into college, I was able to have some awesome dating experiences that taught me some really great lessons. And I'm like you, I never got into like a serious committed relationship because I always kind of figured out if it was right or wrong before it got to that point. Me too, yeah. And I never really had anybody that I felt like was right enough mm-hmm. to say like, yes, we're going to commit to this. But after college, when I when I graduated college, I was reflecting on my, my dating life and experiences. And what I came to in myself is that I needed three yeses if I was supposed to um, jump into a dating relationship or a committed relationship. And for me, those three yeses were, do I have a yes from God? Do I have peace in my heart about it? Mm-hmm. Do I have a yes from the other person? So do they actually want to date me too? Yeah, do they, are they as interested as I important. am? Sometimes <laughs> it's not equal there. And yeah, you know, you want different things. Yeah. Um, and then do I have a yes from the spiritual authority in my life or the people that I trust their wisdom mm, and guidance? That's good. And if I have a yes in all those areas, then it's, you know, that's probably a place where I can start taking some steps to be in a committed relationship. So um, that's super that's simple, really not super deep, but that's really helped me. Um, so I don't know if you have any. Yeah, I have a similar, almost exact story to Sterling, which is funny. But in eighth grade, I actually went to a Christian school and this um, group of people from a local college, Christian college came in and they were talking about dating and relationships. And yeah, I was in eighth grade and you're not, well, at least I wasn't looking to date too much or you're not thinking about serious relationships and things quite Mm -hmm. yet, but they just talked about, um, keeping your heart and just your emotions and things for one person and, um, kind of similar to Sterling's story of God giving God her high school years. I was like, God, I'm only in high school for four years. I'm only in college for four years. Like I want you to use me to just accomplish your purposes. I want you to dream through me. I want you to use my life to do extraordinary things for your kingdom. And if, as I'm in the midst of all that, just fully running and pursuing the things of you, if you want to bring the right guy along, great. But I'm just going to be full-forced, full-fledged running after the dreams and the desires and the purposes mm-hmm. you have for my life. And I'm still doing that at, here at 26. And I think God, and I'm, I'm speaking in faith when I say this, but I know God will bring the right person alongside me as I'm fully running after the things of God. Look around. Look who's running next to you. Look who can keep up with your pace, who's fully running after the things of God alongside of you, because that is a person that you need in your life. That is a person you need to to date, and then ultimately marry is a person that is also full force, passionate about the things you're passionate about, running after the heart of God, pursuing the heart of God right alongside of you. Those are the people that you need to date and get into a relationship with. And one more thing along those lines, um, those people that came into my chapel when I was in eighth grade, she gave a really good example of like a heart. She had like a Play-Doh heart or something. And then every person you date or every person you get into a relationship with, throughout all these years of high, middle school, high school, college, you give them just a little piece of that heart. You know, it's only so big. You rip off a piece, give it to that guy. You rip off a piece, give it to that guy. Rip off a piece, give it to that guy. And then one day, which I know you're in high school, and sometimes it's hard to even think about marriage or think about when you're up in your 20s and things mm-hmm. like that because you're like, I, I can't even hardly see past this summer. Mm-hmm. But um, try to think about the bigger picture. And she was saying, you have this heart and you gave out so many pieces to so many guys along the way. And then you're finally at your wedding day and you have this very tiny piece of this heart 
left to give to your husband and you say, here you go, here's all I have to offer you. And it's like the size of a quarter because you gave away so many pieces, you know, emotionally and things to so many guys along the way. And she said, how awesome would it be to be able to give that whole heart to your husband, the one, the one guy, you know, on your wedding day. So I heard that in eighth grade and I thought, man, I, I want to do that. So God protect me. Not that I'm against guys whatsoever. <laughs> not that I'm against dating whatsoever. I don't think dating's wrong. I'm not throwing an iron on this podcast to be like, don't ever date. No, but yeah, like I said so in the good. beginning, just be so intentional about who you date and who you're giving away the pieces of your heart to because it is precious. And like I said, I know it's hard to see past next week sometime, but you chances are you will be married one day and you will be at author one day with your soon-to-be husband, and it will be so cool and just such a beautiful story if you can just say, here, I'm giving my whole heart fully to you. I think that's really, really awesome. And, you know, this is a side note, but just quickly before we end, some of you might be listening and you might have already been in some relationships that were damaging. You might have already made some mistakes in the area of dating and you're trying to figure it out. And to you, I just want to say there is hope that God can can restore everything that you feel like you've lost. Sometimes it takes time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes, you know, a while to heal. Um, But God really does desire for you to have health and wholeness and joy in your relationships um, when it is in his timing and in his way. And so if there's anybody listening that feels shame or feels regret, um, Christy and I want you to know that God is for you and Mm -hmm. it's never too late to begin to really submit your life to God and even your dating relationships to God. And he can restore. I know my family, my parents have a story where they did not start on the right foot at Mm -hmm. all. They almost got a divorce and God restored their life and restored their relationship. And so, um, yeah, if that's you, just be encouraged today Mm -hmm. and know that it's never too late. You're never too far. You've never messed up too much. I love that you said that, Sterling. And when I think of things like that, I always think of the story in the Bible of the prodigal son who left his father, which is us and Jesus, you know, or the Lord God is the father in that story. And we run away. We get into worldly things. We sin. We mess up. But the minute we turn and come back to our father, the minute we turn and come back to God, he accepts us back with open arms. He forgives us. And ultimately, he gives us his unconditional love. And that's so good, Sterling, that you said there's still hope for everybody, even if you're like, well, I've already given the pieces of my heart to so many guys. You know, that's okay. It's never too late to turn around and run back to the Father's arms and start start new and just um, mm-hmm. just to run into his love and his into his loving, forgiving arms for you because there is hope for you for sure. Love it. Well, we're about out of time here. We got to wrap up in a second. But just kind of to sum up this podcast, an answer to your questions about well, is it someone? Is it bad to date someone who's not a Christian? I think we covered that by saying to look for <laughs> yeah. certain character qualities. How old should you be to date? There's really not an age. Or is it bad to have a relationship while I'm young? You know, that's all up to interpretation, really. But just be careful and just be intentional about who you date. Put people around you that will encourage you if someone's great, that will say, hey, <laughs> red flag if someone's not. Make sure it's the right timing. Um, pray, pray, pray a lot about it, just like we should be praying about everything. Um, but ultimately, just be intentional about dating, you know, because even though the Bible doesn't necessarily mention it word for word per se, it is something God cares about. Because as yeah. Sterling said in the beginning, ultimately, we date to get on a track to see if that's somebody we're going to marry. So be intentional about who you're letting into that space in your life and 
gotta protect you. <laughs> yes, and I hope that there are so many high school girls listening to this um, that can take these words to heart because I believe that a lot of you guys are called to be married and mm-hmm. you are called to have healthy marriages that God will use to build his kingdom. And that's really what this is about. Oh, yes. God wants to use all of you guys to build his kingdom. And so if you get married, that just means he wants to give you a partner to build the that's kingdom. That's right. With. So I'm believing for that for a lot of you guys. For I us. you are too. Yeah, yeah, and for, for you guys. For yeah. us. You yes, Lord, whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah, um, we're ready. It's going to be so awesome to link arms with someone and run yes, forward to change the yes. kingdom of God together. So girls, thanks so much for listening to episode three of the Rooted Girls podcast. We're just at the beginning of this whole series we're going to be doing for the Rooted podcast on relationships. So thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you tune in to our next episode as we tackle dating 201. (laughs) So we're going to be going a little bit deeper into this topic of dating today. Sterling and I just kind of cover the basics of when you're starting to get into a relationship. 201, we're going to talk about what you should do and how you should honor God when you're actually in a dating relationship, boundaries you should set, things like that. So be ready for that episode. That's going to hit the third Friday of this month. So mark your calendars. We would love to have you listen to that. As always, if you have any questions, shoot us a direct message on Instagram. Shoot us an email. We want to hear your thoughts, your questions. We're here for you guys. We love you. We care about you. Thanks again for listening. Sterling, thank you so much for being on. Yes, and we'll see you girls next time right here on the Reader Girls Podcast. Bye. Bye.